Turn to 2 Peter 3, 1. 2 Peter 3, 1, I'm going to start out by reading. Sometimes I start out with an introduction, but today I'm going to start out by reading some scripture to start with. All right. 2 Peter 3, 1 in the NLT says, This is my second letter to you, dear friends, and both of them I've tried to stimulate your wholesome thinking and refresh your memory. Now, Peter, in his writings, he was always saying, in fact, he said in one place, as long as he was alive, I'm going to paraphrase it, that he was going to keep reminding his, his constituents of all of these things. And that's what he's saying again here in Second Peter. Now, the J.B. Phillips New Testament says it like this. I have tried to stimulate you as men or people with minds uncontaminated by error by simply reminding you of what you really already know. And so this morning, I'm going to remind you of some things that we've already been taught and heard, but I just want to encourage you and to stir, stir up these truths that you already know. In the world we live in today, there are many voices that are saying something to try to get our attention. And these voices want to gain an entry into our lives so that they can motivate us. You know, I've noticed that some people, (laughs) you talk to them, they don't really know why or have a reason of why they're saying or believing something. They just simply take whatever some voice says to them from the TV or somewhere else, never check it out. They just take it for the truth. You know, any, any of you ever seen, now I'm not talking about where they got the hand puppet, but the old puppet shows where there would be somebody with manipulating the puppet from up. Anybody ever seen that? You know, an unseen person was manipulating the puppet. In real life, there are unseen forces or people that are trying to manipulate you all the time. Every thing you see on the television, every advertisement, all of the news commentators and everybody are trying to manipulate you to their point of view or to go out and spend your money. Boy, it's getting real quiet in here now. (laughs) So the title of this message is don't let the devil manipulate you. You say, well, why are you saying that to me? Well, we need to take an honest look. The reason I'm saying it at, at what is influencing our thinking, what is influencing what we're saying, what is influencing what we're doing are our actions. I hope I've got your mind twirling right now because that's what I want to do. I want to get you in the mind to begin to think and stir you up. First Corinthians 2, 
12. 1 Corinthians 2, 12. <coughs> you better be quick on that dial back there. First Corinthians 2.12 says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Because we have the spirit within us, the spirit of God, we don't have to be manipulated by the world what they say or do. We don't have to respond to situations, crises, and trials the way the world does. It's sad when you see many Christians responding that way. We ought to have enough influence from the Spirit of God that would help us to realize that that's the wrong motivation. That's the wrong influence. Now, I want us to go to Luke's gospel, verse number, I mean, chapter number nine. And I want you to see something here. Starting with verse 51. Now it came to pass when the time had come for him to be received up that he set his face to go to Jerusalem and sent messengers before his face. As they went, they entered a village of Samaritans to prepare for him, to prepare for him. But they did not receive him because his face was set for a journey to Jerusalem. And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them just as Elijah did? But he turned, now this is Jesus talking. He turned and rebuked them and said, now get this, you do not know what manner of spirit you're of. Now here is Lord, the Lord's disciples. And in one sense, we're the children of God. We, in one sense, the word, we are the Lord's disciples too. But if James and John could be influenced by the wrong spirit, we have to watch ourselves that the enemy doesn't do the same thing to us. I want to look at this here. You do not know what manner of spirit you're of. The evangelical heritage version says, you don't know what kind of spirit is influencing you. That's really what Jesus was saying. You don't know what kind of spirit. Now, he's speaking of a motivating force or spirit that influenced James and John's attitude here and their words even. The spirit that motivated them wanted to destroy the Samaritan people. But John 10, 10 says, the purpose of the thief is to kill, steal, and destroy. 
So now when we compare what they are saying and what John, through Jesus said here, there is a vast difference. You can see that by the words that came out of their mouth, they were influenced by the wrong spirit. In fact, Jesus told them were because they wanted to destroy. Come on. They were being influenced wrongly. You know, in this world we live in, we come up with people and situations often influence us, but really it's, it's coming from the wrong spirit the spirit of the world. The word clearly states here in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, that first clause, whose minds the God of this age has blinded. And then in the NLT, it says it more plainly like it really should be translated. Satan, who is the God of this world. So... Everything that's coming is actually coming from God, from Satan who is manipulating people to fear and they don't realize it. Do you understand right now that fear is one of the biggest things that's being, that's in the world right now? Anybody ever notice that? People are fearful. But Satan is the one that's causing this and many don't realize it. Even even many Christians are being influenced and don't even realize it because of what they see and what they hear. Come on now. Y'all quiet today. Now I want you to get this. You, myself, your friend, your neighbor, your wife, your husband, all choose what will influence our lives. We choose what will influence our thoughts. We can choose what influences our attitudes. We can choose what influences the words that come out of our mouth. And we can Choose what influences our action. I know this is probably a little different than you've ever heard me teach, but this is really good. (laughs) Even if I say so, I occasionally get something that's good. But I think this is very appropriate for the times that we're living in. You know, we can either choose to yield to the influences that's being pushed at us from every angle that you want to look at. 
it's being pushed upon us. And actually, if we stop and think about it for a moment, that as one preacher called it, I don't know, that's, this was years and years and years and years ago when I, back when I was, you know, in high school myself, one preacher called the television the one-eyed demon. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, if you stop and think about it, what is happening in the world today with all of this ginger business and all of this kind of stuff, it was, it has been pushed gradually, 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 gradually upon us until it has influenced the thinking of normal people. Hello. We cannot be so naive that we as Christians, that the enemy is not seeking to influence us sometimes by somebody quoting a scripture but taking it completely out of context and making it say something that it doesn't say and now I'm going to walk where angels fear to tread but that's what's happening with a lot of these people with these money talking about money on the television I get disgusted and turn it off but you know trying to I even heard a guy say here a while back hey this is what the scripture said so you go out and if you have to borrow it borrow a hundred dollars and send it in here and you will get a blessing I about wanted to throw something at the TV (laughs) but you realize these things are influencing people when they're really not what the word of God really says. Now there is a blessing that comes with giving. Don't put me wrong, but you can push it to the extreme and the enemy is, is being, is uh, coming in with all of this and allowing and influencing people the wrong direction with, you know, how did the devil tempt Say, uh, how did Satan tempt Jesus? He actually quoted the word to him. Hello. Now, like I said, we choose what we allow to influence us. I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again. This man come up to dad and said, Brother Hagin, I want you to pray for me. I won't have no more trouble with the devil. And my dad, a lot of people thought they knew him, but they don't. But he he sometimes was a little bit on the other side. And he looked at the man, he said, you want me to pray that you'll die? And he said it in about that tone of voice too. And the man said, oh, 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 no, no, I don't mean that. And my dad said to him, well, let me tell you something, brother. As long, as long. As we're on this earth, the enemy, the devil himself, is going to keep coming at you. You see, just because we've been born again, just because we're full of God, just because we're full of the Spirit of God, just because we have faith, 
is not going to stop the devil from coming at you. And one of the best ways that he has of coming at you is to influence you from what you hear and see to get you thinking and talking and acting wrong. There's a little book back there in the bookstore, Bill, my dad called Right and Wrong Thinking. Right thinking will get you what God said you could have. Wrong thinking will get you what, what the devil wants you to have. And that's nothing but destruction. Come on now. Now, as the Lord told us in his word, you know, that we do not have to be influenced and motivated by the spirit of fear. And most of the, we can be influenced in other areas, but I want to talk, zero in on this, the spirit of fear. For we all know it. Second Timothy one seven says, "For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power and a love and a sound mind." So we see that fear is a spirit, and you have to cast spirit down. It's not of God. See, we've not been given a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. But many people are yielding in fear today. Because they don't understand the crazy world that's around them. I probably live longer than most people in this audience. And this world is not anything like I grew up in. And even some of you that are are younger, the world is completely changed and completely different because it's been influenced by the God of this world, Satan himself. Okay? Why are the people fearful? Because they don't know what's going to happen next. If we stop and think about life yesteryear, so to speak, it pretty well just went along, everything. But today, there's some, there's some crazy something happening every day. People are fearful for their safety and well-being. Anymore, you got to be careful if you don't mean to, but cut somebody off in traffic. They're liable to ram your car or take out a gun and shoot you. Hello? We used to never have any of that. Come on. Anybody understand what I'm trying to say to us today? We have to be careful of what is influencing our lives. And stand against it according to the word of God. You know, even some Christians are responding to fear in the things that's happening in the world that they hear in the news and that they see. They respond fearfully. 
Well, we need to keep our eyes and ears open, but we don't need to be influenced so that we respond in a negative way. We can respond in a positive way with the word of God. Actually yielding to the spirit of fear, but getting into fear allows the enemy, the devil to manipulate you into moving and doing things and saying things that you probably never would do. I'm not talking about sinning. I'm not talking about doing something wrong. I'm talking about just not operating the way you should with the word of God. A fearful thought comes across somebody's mind. And if you entertain that thought, fear will grip you and then you won't, you'll be walking in fear all the time. You know, people, I've seen it through the years. They, something happened and now they are so fearful they won't even drive a car again. Anybody ever seen anybody like that? Yeah. Some people, because of something that happened Somebody tried to break in the house. Now they're so fearful, they can't even sleep at night. I've talked to people like that. Hey, that's the spirit of fear. And it doesn't come from God. Because it certainly says so in the word. You need to resist that and say, I'm not being given a spirit of fear. No weapon formed against me will prosper. You see, it, it seems that fear comes in in the middle of all kinds of crisis situations. And if, if we ever were in a crisis situation in the world that we live in today, we are in, we're in them every day. And if you are not careful, fear can grip your mind. And once fear grips your mind, it paralyzes you from reverting back to what the scripture says and get you going the wrong direction. Let's look at an incident in Mark 4 starting with verse 35. On the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in a boat as as he was and little other boats with them. And a great windstorm arose and the waves beat in the boat so that it was already filling. But he he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. And they woke him and said, teacher, don't you care that we're perishing? Then he rose, rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it you have no faith? 
And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, who, who can this be? Even the wind obeys him. I want to zero in on this. Look at here. <clears throat> he said, let us cross over. But when they got in the crisis, fear took over their mind and they forgot what Jesus told them. Let us cross over to the other side. Fear gripped their hearts, made them think it was impossible that they could reach their destination. And it's real interesting. Jesus said, why are you fearful? And then he said, oh, you of little faith. And one sense of the word, when fear came in, faith went out. Why are you so fearful? Oh, you of little faith. Faith will paralyze the fear if you'll stand in faith. But if you let fear in, it will paralyze the faith. Faith paralyzes the fear. Fear paralyzes the faith. We don't realize it so many times, but when things happen, it causes us to draw back from believing God's promises. Fear is, I like to say it this way, is the major way that the enemy is manipulating people today. He wants to destroy and kill Every mankind, every person. Why? Because God created it. And the devil hates anything that God has created. Even though they may not have accepted Jesus, God created them. And this de- the devil hates anything that God had anything to do with. When fear comes... It's time to resist it. Stand up against it. You know, I'm going to say something you might not like, but I don't care how spiritual we are. We will never reach a level of spirituality in this world where we will not be attacked by the thoughts of fear. Because that is the enemy at his best. We can have victory over fear. The way to obtain the victory over fear or anything else, but we're specifically dealing with fear in this lesson, is by quoting the word of God and speak in the name of Jesus. I do something every night before I go to bed and usually in the morning time, I call myself, my wife, and all of my family, including my great grandkids, by name, and say they are protected by the 91st Psalm 
and the blood of Jesus, wherever they're at, whatever they're doing. Why do I do that? Because I know that the enemy is coming. You know, I've had not only do that, but I've had to resist the fear there. Because see, the enemy come to you and said, they'll begin to tell you this or that to your mind, even about your own family. And you can get in fear if you're not careful. Don't look at me like that. Some of you that's got kids or grandkids, a thought will come to your mind. I hope they're, they, they're out somewhere doing something. Oh, I, found, I, I, I hope they're okay. That's the enemy nudging you just a little bit. The minute you hear that, the minute you'd say, you know, that's when you need to say, I don't know where, they at, where they're at. I know they're out somewhere, but they're protected by the blood of Jesus in the 91st Psalm. The word of God says so. Resist. See, I'm talking, you, you, you don't realize it, but that little bit right there is the enemy coming in to manipulate you with fear. Come on now. Man, in 2003, September the 19th, seven o'clock in the morning, Kenneth E. Hagin stepped over into the, his reward and we lost a lot of financial support in one year's time. And immediately the, the devil start at my, came to me faster than you can fire bullets from a machine gun. Fear was trying, oh, you're going under. You're going to destroy this thing. You don't have no finances. Oh, you're, you're, it's, it's going to be a failure. It's all coming down and it's all going to be your fault. I mean, those thoughts are coming to me because I had to step up and take it over. How did I deal with it? I dealt with it by recognizing that these thoughts were not of God, but they're the thoughts of the enemy. And I began to quote those promises that I quote all the time. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power and a love and a sound mind. No weapon formed against me will prosper. If God is for me, who can be against me? If I confess those scriptures one time, I just confess them 45,000 times to resist fear. And I mean, I quoted them sometimes hundreds of times every day because I would be, if I, if I, I'd be reading or signing letters. And if I had a minute of quiet, those thoughts would start coming in my head and I'd start quoting the word. Friends, I'm here to tell you that you won't see God move until you learn to resist the spirit of fear that's in the world today. You can choose to be free from fear. You can choose to exercise your faith. We have to realize, according to 2 Corinthians 4, 13, and since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believe and therefore I, I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. Paul is saying here that he has the same faith that David had. And you studied about David and David went out and he killed lions and bears and, and giants and Philistines and everybody else that got in his way. That Paul said that he had that same spirit of faith. But I really like this. He, he, he talked about himself and then he said, 
we also believe and have the same spirit of faith and speak. We, that's talking about us. We includes all who believe the word of God. This is talking about you and me. He gives us instructions right here of what to do. Speak, believe and speak. We all know it. Mark 11 is our, that's our foundation scripture. I want you to, I'm going to look at Mark 11, 22. We all know what it said. Jesus said, have faith in God. What does this verse say we should have faith in? Our bank accounts, our military, our government, our own self-sufficiency, our own education, our own status in life. No, have faith in God. Or have the God kind of faith. He said, and it was back in the beginning. First book of the Bible. We believe, we speak, and there it is. We need to get rid of anything that's influencing us opposite from what the Word of God says. Even if you had to turn off, turn it off. Turn off the television. Turn off the radio. If, if, if I'm in my car, if I'm listening to something, I'm either listening to Enlighten or I'm either listening to the, my music off of my, my phone over my... And sometimes I, I want to know what's going on in the sports world. I listen to the that sports animal where... They have the sports talk. I don't even listen to the news. You know why? 90% of it is not true anyway. It's just somebody's idea. And the part, the 10% it is true is all they're doing is uh, talking about tragedy that has happened to somebody. And all that does is put fear in you. I don't know when's the last time I've watched a, I've watched a news broadcast. Now I've watched the weather, but a news broadcast or listened to the radio. My wife will tell you. That's true. You know why? It didn't make, it don't make me fear as much as it just, it, it agitates me. And you see, that's, a, that's an influence that shouldn't be coming my direction. So I was do away with it. Some of you look at me like a, a sort of strange. But you've got to come to a place where your faith rests solely in God and his promises and nothing else. And if you continually hear something over and over again, it will start to wear on you. So just get rid of it. Hello? In psychology, they tell you this. If a person says something long enough or hears something long enough, 
they will actually start to believe it's true when it's not even true at all. Anybody ever know that? That is a fact. You see, the enemy keeps pushing stuff at us and pushing stuff at us and influences until we start to think that direction instead of thinking what, Bi- what the Bible says. I better close this down. When you speak the word, he will perform it. And you, you, instead of getting in fear, just think about, he says we're more than conquerors in Christ. No weapon formed against us will prosper. Yeah, I'm, I'm not naive enough to know that stuff is not happening and things is not going on, but I am strong enough in faith to believe what the Bible says. And the Bible says that I can overcome and I can live a peaceful life. I can have a good life, but the enemy wants to destroy. I hope I've helped some of you today to begin to realize what they're letting influence them. Be sure you're not like James and John was and Jesus said to them, you don't know what spirit you're of, okay? Determine you will not be influenced by anything but God's word and especially influenced by the spirit of fear. Decide today. Decide today to change your address from 44 Fear Avenue to 100 Faith Boulevard. Heavenly Father, I talked to these people today about some things that I think are very important. That we watch what is influencing our lives so that we can keep our faith strong in your word. I thank you today that each of us, we already know most of this that I talked about, but Father, I thank you that it will be rekindled inside of us today to step up and to let the word that we believe in our heart flow out of our mouth and control our lives and influence us so that we may enjoy all the benefits that you have for us. I thank you for it in Jesus' name.